Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3, you're listening to The Breakfast Huddle. Time for the Mind Your Business segment. Let's get into a story about overcoming back-to-back failures to create a social commerce app. Well, what was the hardest decision you had to make when you were 25? Deciding on your first job, whether to pursue a higher degree. But it... At the age of 25, our next guest was sitting at his desk, deciding which half of his company to fire to keep it afloat. What more, most of them were older than him, with families to feed and bills to pay. And not just that, he did not just do it once, but twice. Third time's the charm, as some would say. And now our guest is one of the youngest CEOs in the region, helping Sleekflow and Omnichannel Software as a service social commerce platform that is now backed by Tiger Global and Alibaba Entrepreneur Fund and adopted by global brands like Shopee and Lala Move. To share his entrepreneurship journey, we have on the line Henson Tsai, founder and CEO Sleekflow. Welcome to the show. Hi, morning. So Henson, you know, of course, Sleekflow founded in 2019, claims to power the future of social commerce featuring an omnichannel social commerce platform. Tell us more about Sleekflow and the company's aim. Okay, so Sleekflow is a social commerce platform, as you said, right? Uh, we now they see a lot of people trying to discover products through platforms like Instagram and they buy directly through, let's say, direct messages. Um, that happens to also tax a lot like WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, to talk to brands like skincare brands fashion brands, or even any companies that should try to provide services online, right? So we are an omni-channel messaging platform that allow the merchants to group all different kinds of messaging channels over 12 platforms in one single place to streamline their customer support, selling process, and also the checkout payment process. And Henson, how has Sleekflow, you know, helped its customers so far? Tell us a little bit more about the business model. Okay, no problem, right? So we have a lot of different kinds of industries, as I said, like retail, e-commerce, or beauty and services, right? And most of the time, as a company, I would have my WhatsApp number for my customers to send a message and reach out to me. And if I'm a sales agent and different kinds of retail branches, I would have each of them actually using their own personal WhatsApp to engage with customers. But it would be very tough, very hard for the uh, brands to actually manage all these kind of conversations. Um, how many customers actually get in touch every single day on WhatsApp? Uh, how can I be the fastest routing to different kind of sales agents to reply them on different kinds of messaging channels? If a customer is interested to buy a service or buy the product directly, can they actually um, click on the link and complete that checkout process right in the t- fingertips on WhatsApp, on Instagram? And the company can track the sales performance and commissions of each rep. So this is what we do, empowering the whole kind of sales and customer support journey on different kind of messaging channels. At the same time, providing different kind of insight and all that takes to the enterprises. And that is how Sleekflow has helped its customers so far. I did mention in my introduction about your entrepreneurship journey. What a fascinating story. Let's get straight into it. What made you want to be an entrepreneur? Okay, so I always wanted to um, be an entrepreneur uh, because of the impact and the influence of my, my dad. Uh, and then back when I was studying in London, back in college, I already started like my own kind of um, entrepreneurship journey by joining a kind of a startup competition. And unfortunately, we actually won that competition. Uh, I grabbed some money from there and then went back to Hong Kong, but I didn't start it right away. I went to banking, made more money, 
and then officially start my second ventures in Hong Kong. That worked in the food takeaway app. Uh, but that wasn't like the perfect journey to start with. Uh, we failed really fast. We started with a team of three people, launched our products in four months, and then realizing the market is extremely crowded uh, for the takeaway market. And then we actually have to fire half of our team uh, when I was at the age of 25, uh, and then streamline the whole team and decide to pivot again. And that's how Sleeklo is born after we kind of cut down the businesses of the takeaway. Yeah, as you mentioned, that Sleekflow is not your first startup. You had two previous and they both failed. And you briefly told us why it went so you know terribly wrong. What are some of the greatest challenges and takeaways that you know you know, put together from the two startup failures that you encountered? Okay, so in general, if you are running a platform businesses, you have around 1% to 2% of uh, margin of EBITDA, right? And in the market that is um, as small as Hong Kong, uh, it's very hard for us to just focus in one single market and scale. But that's something that I really don't know when I started. So I would say when we started a company, always look for the TAM, uh, the market that potentially, the ceiling that potentially we can reach, even if we expand to all the countries that we're targeted. So do more market research, look at the TAM, um, the service available market, and the service obtainable market rate. And the second thing is um, you have to kind of do more interactions and build the features that the customer really want. Because oftentimes when you start your own company, you want to be compatible with your kind of alternatives, right? You want to build all the kind of food takeaway features available in other platforms. But most of the time, you only need one killer feature to really get the wins. So I would say do more market research, prioritize your feature building, and just focus on that one single uh, value proposition and scale. Yeah, certainly. Let's turn our attention to the social commerce market. How is the social commerce market expected to become a $3.37 trillion market by 2028? I mean, that is a lot of money. Yeah, that is a massive market, right? And right now, the social commerce market is not just in countries like China on like how people kind of browse products and buy through WeChat. It's also happening a lot in Southeast Asia. Let's take Singapore as an example, right? Um, a lot of um, companies simply try to put up their WhatsApp number for the customers to reach out to them, right? Um, people also watch different kinds of contents, live streaming, short videos, and this is how social commerce is destined to grow in the next um, seven to eight years. It's growing exponentially at the rate of 34%. Let me share a very interesting insight. So right now, actually, in Southeast Asia, one in five dollars spent on online retail actually happens directly through social media. Uh, it's just because people love to discover a product on social media and buy directly in that channels. And from the interactions we work with brand, from a future commerce trend report published by Shopify, we know that 49% of brand right now plan to increase the investment in social commerce. And over half of the shoppers are likely to kind of look at the product and store and then buy it online when they go back home. And social media messaging is the best way for them to buy on the fingertips, send a message get your payment instructions and complete the transactions, deliver the products to your home, right? So a lot of brands are investing in tools that allow them to sell everywhere, anywhere, even when the customer is at home. So that is how social commerce is destined to roll. And then we can see that actually different kind of social media platforms also invested into different kind of commerce features like Instagram shopping, like WhatsApp catalog, Facebook marketplace, TikTok shopping, etc. So we can see the brands should definitely invest into social commerce. Yeah, Henson and I were in speaking all things about the, you know, social e-commerce market and also challenges that brands are facing. But tell us a little bit more about the up and coming trends in the industry. 
Okay, so I mean, in the industry, I think a lot of the trends goes toward personalization and convenience, right? So as a consumer, it is always about how you can kind of find a product and buy directly when you're impulsive, right? So I think uh, in terms of building your digital strategy, uh, a company should, one, focus on the stacks to help them with not just the lead generation, but the conversion over different kind of channels. Uh, I don't know if everyone has heard of the saying of, that a consumer buys their product and there are more than 12 touch points. So as a company, I will have to have a unified omni-channel strategy to sell and support to my customers. At the same time, build different kinds of integrations and automations that actually try to convert these customers everywhere, right? So I think if that is an up and coming trend that people think it's gonna happen in the next three, five, seven years. Invest early, invest into workflow, invest into educating your sales reps, your support teams, to scale with automation. Yeah, briefly touched on challenges there as well. What are some of the challenges that e-commerce brands are facing today? I mean, juggling both online and offline sales channels. Why is it hard to you know, strike that balance? Okay, it's, it's, it's always has been hard, right, uh, on how brands is kind of communicating with their customers because it's ever-changing, right? 20 years ago, we, we used phone calls a lot and then we watched TV ads a lot. 10 years ago, email started to be a very dominant um, kind of channel that people use to talk to the brands, right? And then 10 years later, currently, people just love to use messaging channels. People love to use social media because when you open up your app, 90% of the time, are spent on um, these kind of social media apps, right? So the first very important thing is the brand has to be where the customers are because when you are there, you can always provide a helping end. You can always be present to sell your product to your customers. So I think the toughest thing here is the brand has to constantly adapt and then move towards the, the newest trends uh, whenever technology changes. And oftentimes, it's very hard to build your own in-house software because you don't really have that market insights you don't really have that experience building that IT uh, infrastructures. So best of um, the solutions would be working with a SaaS company. That's why SaaS company is so popular nowadays. You only pay the subscription fee, uh, and then you can get the full suite of services and then with insights coming from other brands as well, right? So invest into technology, scale fast, scale with automation. And that's how you maximize growth. So what can Sleekflow's platform do for e-commerce brands to unlock their social commerce potential? You briefly touched on it. Expand a little bit more on that, please. Okay, so there are two killer features that we actually have. First of all, we, we provide in-depth integrations with their e-commerce or marketplace platforms. So let's say they're building on Shopify, uh, and then we can build different kinds of automations based on the behavior uh, the customer made on Shopify as well. Right? So you can actually automate confirmations, dispatch messages, or even abandoned card. Uh, you can actually segment the customers into um, different kinds of audiences based on their buying behaviors and then send different kind of campaigns, monitor the metrics, and then run different kind of marketing automation on different kind of messaging and social media platforms. So that kind of integration with e-commerce platform and also with their CRM systems would be a huge win for them. Second thing is we also have a very unique um, social chat to payment ecosystem that we built for brands. So how does it work, right? So most of the time, people want to buy directly on social because they don't want to create an account, go to a landing page, try to kind of find a password and then kind of complete a checkout. That would take like 10 to 15 minutes, right? So how you can kind of simplify that with a one-click checkout um, experience um, directly on messaging channels will be important, right? 
Um, so let's say you are um, engaging with a customer support rep or a sales rep on WhatsApp, and then they try to sell you a services or a package right on WhatsApp. And imagine they could just share that product or share that payment link for you to click on it. And then because you have bought before, they will remember your WhatsApp accounts, just send you an OTP, and you can complete that transactions in seconds, right? So that will be um, completely kind of frictionless um, purchase journey for them. And that payment uh, journey, we're empowered by a worldwide um, secret base kind of um, payment acquirer as well. So we can uh, manage that orders, that product listing, that payments, one single platforms. So in short, uh, no matter where the customer come from, where they come from Instagram, they come from TikTok, they already come from WhatsApp, uh, wherever they place an order, you can manage that order, that payments in one single platform. And that's the flow. Yeah, sleek flow is the answer to all your problems. Uh, let's quickly talk about the future of the company. What's next for sleek flow? Okay, so we are bringing this um, social commerce revolutions not just to um, Asia, not just to Southeast Asia, right? We're also bringing that to different parts of the country, right? We're also bringing to uh, UK, Netherlands, Germany, the EMEA region, and also in the South America, like uh, Brazil, Mexico, Argentina, these kind of countries. Uh, so we see that this trend is, a, uh, is impacting a lot of different people because essentially people want to be connected. People want to have a personalized buying experience, right? So we want to scale fast. We're very aggressive in terms of expanding into international markets. So that's one. Um, two is we'll work towards more commerce and kind of payment features, right? So uh, in the kind of use cases of e-commerce, they don't just kind of handle their customer relationship management, their payments. They also have to kind of handle their orders, their product listings, or sometimes their booking, their inventory, or even recommendation in one single system. One very interesting statistics I want to kind of share is actually 80% of our monthly active users actually use our software on a daily basis. That means our software has become the backbone of how they kind of engage and sell to customers. So that's why I want to kind of expand horizontally and build into different product features that actually caters the need of e-commerce brands. So we're building more features, going after aggressively into international markets, and that's why we're expanding um, the team really fast. Yeah, well, that's what's next for Sleekflow. Quickly, before we wrap up this conversation, Hanson, do you have any advice for aspiring entrepreneurs out there? Okay, I mean, being a founder is always tough, but I would say there are a couple of things that I think is very important. Um, first of all, um, be very adaptable to changes because, I mean, the world is changing really fast and your internal team is changing really fast. And how you kind of make the right decisions or even make the fastest the best decision at that time and then kind of iterate and pivot will be very important uh, in different stages of startup. Second thing, I think it's uh, on how to prioritize things. Most entrepreneurs thought they have unlimited resources, but at the end of the day, they can uh, potentially just develop one killer features, one valid proposition, and try to sell that valid proposition to their target customers. So how to prioritize things in both um, hiring and both uh, product development will be very, very important. And after all, stay humble. It's always a learning journey, right? Uh, you always have to kind of absorb the knowledge that uh, from your teams, uh, from investors, from your consumers, from your customers, etc. So always stay humble and learn along the journey. Well, there's some advice for aspiring entrepreneurs from one of the youngest CEOs in the region. We've been in conversation with Henson Tsai, founder and CEO Sleekflow, which is an omni-channel software as a service social commerce platform that is now backed by Tiger Global and Alibaba Entrepreneur Fund and adopted by global brands like Shopee and Lala Boo. Thank you so much for your time and have a great rest of the day. 
Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.